What's good, everybody? Today, we're going to talk about a new addition to the Washington Wizards, Dejan Vasiljevic. And where does Danilo Gallinari fit into the Wizards' plans, whether it's short-term or long-term? And we're going to look at the top 12 current Wizards. There's going to be some that are going to definitely strike a conversation next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. So we are going to talk about the new signing of Dejan Vasiljevic. It's a mouthful, definitely is. Um, where does Danilo Gallinari fit in with the Wizards' plans in the short term and the long term? And we're going to look at a list of the top 12 current Wizards. There's definitely going to be some. It's going to be a little controversial, but we'll talk about it. So first on the agenda, uh, we signed Dejan Vasiljevic. Like I said, that is a mouthful. But uh, we he has agreed to an Exhibit 10 contract with the Washington Wizards per sources with ESPN. So um, he is familiar. He played with uh, Xavier Cooks in Australia when Xavier Cooks had his MVP season. So how much of an impact do you think he's going to have on this team going forward? And where do you think his uh, his place is? Um, he may play after the trade deadline if he does make the roster. He's on an Exhibit 10 deal, which is a veteran minimum deal. And then he could possibly get the last two-way contract because we do have one available. Jared Butler's on a two-way and then Eugene is on a two-way. Uh, Dijon is 26 years old as well, just like Eugene. So typically you usually get a younger guy on a two-way, but um, I, I trust in Will Dawkins in the front office and what they're doing. Um, but the guy can shoot the three, man. He can really shoot it. He had four threes against OKC, had 14 points. It was really impressive. And I was watching, I was like, who is this guy? Because every time he shot it, um, he was switching a three, whether it was a step-back three, a pull-up three, um, coming off a screen three. Like, he was he was hot. He was high. He was, a, he was a big part of why they won that game against the Thunder. Um, and you can always use shooting. You can always use shooters. You can always use guys that can space the floor, whether he plays for the go-go or whether he plays for the the real the, the, the varsity Wizards, the real Wizards. Um, he can certainly help out. Went to University of Miami, um, played with Xavier Cooks. We'll see if Xavier Cooks is on the team uh, this year. We'll see if he makes the roster or not. But um, I, I think it's a good move. The guy can come in. He can shoot. Now, there were some other guys that – may you know that i may that i may took may have taken a look at as far as getting the two-way contract i like you know jules bernard uh number five i thought he did a good job out there as a, as a young guard and um i want to say donovan williams is his name i'm forgetting some of the guys that were on the um summer league roster but um yeah the guy can play he can put the ball for you. he's six foot three 190 pounds had a good career at miami averaged 14 points his senior year and then but he did have one bad game in the summer league i was looking that up too uh, where he did look a little small. He did look a little overmatched um, in that Bulls game where he was trying to force the issue a little bit. He went one for 11 from the field, 0 for 6 from the three-point line, 3 for 3 uh, for free throws, five points. He was a plus 9 and plus minus at three boards. So I'm not going to stat watch too much in the summer league, but he did. He really did struggle in that game against the Bulls, went one for 11 from the field. So he, he can be a little hot and cold. Um, but as far as a G League prospect and, and a two-way guy, I don't know if he'll make the roster or anything like that, but – I think after the trade deadline, we probably could see him uh, come in and play. I don't know. I don't think he's going to – it would be tough for – Jordan Goodwin was a good good guy on the two-way contract, played, from the, played on the G League team. I don't know if he's going to have an impact like that. 
Uh, but we've seen guys like Jordan Shackle, who was on a two-way, barely played. And I want to say Vernon Carey was on a two-way, very played, barely played. I remember Garrison Matthews was on a two-way. Um, and he actually made a pretty – he's made a pretty solid career for himself. So who knows? The guy can shoot the lights out, and we, we definitely use shooting. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that his playing time will be uh, being evaluated in the second half of the year. I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. But um, I think it's a solid move. Like you said, he had his ups and downs, but you see the potential with him in the summer league. But this organization, man, Will Dawkins, he's he's really stockpiling a lot of depth of young players, man. And that's what I like. You know, they're 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 putting a lot of depth to young talent. You know, they're, and, and I love what I see from this front office, man, the way they're accumulating so much young talent. You know, like you said, the first two two-way contracts are guys who, you know, we got, you know, barring injuries, they can come in and they can play significant minutes. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a really, really good move. Um, and like you said, um, he has familiarity with Xavier Cooks. I think, you know, talking about Xavier Cooks real quick, I think he might be the new Anthony Gill because we're, we're going to talk about Gill mm-hmm. in a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, he could be that, new, you know, that Anthony Gill, the guy, you know, he, you know, he was the MVP in Australian, Australian League, so he could play some ball. It's just, to me, you know, he needs to add a jumper. But we ain't talking about him right now. Um, talking about, you know, Dijon, you know, it's a very intriguing move. Like I said, I like the fact that they're stockpiling so much young talent. You know what I mean? Um, so much young talent. So, you know, looking at him, looking at, I mean, and, and, you, and we're picking up a lot of guys where it's going to be hard. To, I, you know, hat goes off to Chris Miller, man, because if they play, saying their names, man, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a trip, man, between him and um, uh, what's his name? I'm trying to look at his name, man, the second two-way. <laughs> uh, um, Tristan, no, not Tristan Vucevic, um, Eugene. I just Yeah, Eugene. man. So, hey, hat goes off to Chris Miller, man, because it's going to be a trip doing that, but. Nah, man, you know, before we move on, no, like I said, I like the fact that they're accumulating so much young talent. You know, I know I've said it probably three times at this point, but because you didn't see this from previous regimes, you know, they're they're really taking flyers out on young guys who, you know, they come in to prove themselves, they could be developed, you know, they could be diamonds in the rough. Um, it really depends on them how to, you know, to work. But here's another factor, you know, outside of our big three in the front office is that, you know, the Capital City Go-Go, they have a great track record with bringing guys up and making them productive when they reach the NBA level. You know, you said it before, you know, Jordan Goodwin. Uh, Vernon Carey, you know, he, uh, he had the size, you know, he had, you know, it's just he just didn't get that playing time. But, you know, there's a lot of success stories, man. Jordan Shackle was intriguing. But overall, if you look at his prospects they had in Kevin City Gogo, man, they've done a great job, you know, either develop them so they can play for the Wizards or they get contracts elsewhere. So, you know, I have all the faith in the world that they're going to be able to develop these guys and get them ready for the NBA level, if indeed we need them at that level. So um, looking forward, uh, Danilo Gallinari. Now, where do, where do you see him fit, man? Like before he was a buyout candidate, and now it seems like he's going to play in D.C. You know, if you look at players at the four, like, you know, Patrick Baldwin Jr., um, do you see him taking away minutes from Pat- Patrick Baldwin Jr.? And do you see him purely as a bench role or do you see scenarios where he might start in dc um he's definitely gonna play because they want to showcase him now i don't think you're gonna get you're going to get much for him he's how old, how old is he right now i'm looking it up but he's 34 uh on basketball reference he's 34 and 358 uh 358 days uh old so he's about to turn 35 he just came off the acl uh played for italy in uh fiba towards acl so you you're not going to get much value for him in the trade. Now, he can be a, somewhat of a mentor for the young guys, just showing the ropes, how to work out, get to the gym early, get shots up, you know, stuff like that. Um, he's a good shooter. Um, he can score in the post. He can score in the mid-range. 
Uh, he's been a legitimate scorer shooter in the league for a long time. He's been in the league for a long time. So, and he has familiarity with Will Dawkins as well. He came for he was he played for OKC as well. Um, but I, I do think he's going to play. If you look at the depth chart on ESPN, I know that's not the end all be all, but they have him behind Denny at the four spot. They have Denny coming off the bench at the four, then Gallo right behind Denny uh, being the third string guy. But I, I think he probably get around twenty five minutes a game. Now Pat Baldwin. He probably will see some G League team because it looks like they're just not going to be able to trade some of these guys like Shamet and Gallinari. I think some of these guys, they just they're not going to be able to find deals for them unless they're included as a third team in the uh, Dame trade. So right now, it looks like these guys are going to be on roster. Gallinari's wearing number 88. It's going to be his first time wearing number 88. But to answer your question, yeah, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play him and Mascala, Shamet. All these guys are going to play until they're going to be traded. DeLon Wright, Tyus, all these guys are going to get playing time. And uh, Will Dawkins said he didn't want to bottom out, but the team, the roster is just not good enough to really compete for a, a playoff spot, in my opinion, right now. But I, I do think Gallo is going to play. I think he's going to be a good floor, sp- floor, floor spacer. And if Denny does play in a second unit, you need as many floor spaces you can get and many shooters you can get. Because if you see Denny playing point forward, he can find Gallinari for a three. He can find Shemet for an open three. Uh, he can find DeLon Wright for open three and Mascala for open three. So I actually kind of like that lineup with Denny playing point forward next to Gallo. And, and you know, Denny gets along really well with overseas guys like Porzingis. I think Gallinari is going to be a good bench piece. Now, I do kind of feel like Gallinari might be the Will Barton of this year where I was like, oh, man, Will Barton's going to be so good for the team. He's going to be a great score. He can break guys down, isolation yeah. one-on-one, and it just didn't work out. He eventually got bought out. So something like that could happen with Gallo where – you know, he has a couple good games, but he's just way too inconsistent. And then he gets bought out. And then a playoff team who just needs a bench score, they uh, they sign him for the remainder of the season. So that's kind of my prediction for Gallo, unless he's grouped into a trade. So I, I think he can help a little bit. I think he'd be a good veteran guy that can space the floor. And he's really good off the pick and pop. So him and Jordan Poole pick and pop and uh, Denny and Gallo pick and pop and Tyus, DeLon, whoever's playing point or handing the ball. I, I think Gallo would be good on a, on a pick and roll and pick and pop. Yeah, you mentioned two key areas real quick, man. Uh, leadership and I just forgot the second area, but, you know, <laughs> it's just left my mind, man. But, you know, looking at leadership, man, um, and oh, Denny, you mentioned two things, Denny mm-hmm. and leadership. You know, I don't expect him to, to, you know, 25 minutes, yeah, but I don't expect him to be the Gallo. You know, he used oh, yeah. to be a, you know, number one option, you know, Denver, New York, but leadership, man. Um, what they're trying to do here in D.C. is – Invent a whole new era of this culture. They're trying to change the culture, trying to introduce a winning culture here. I think his leadership is much needed. You know, you have Kyle Kuzma, you know, Jordan Poole is showing leadership, but you know, Gallinari, man, he um he has proven to be a number one option at certain points in his career in the NBA. Uh, he came over here when at a time foreign players were scrutinized a lot. You know, you didn't have Luca in the league at that time. You know, people forget, man, when KP was drafted in New York, man, they booed him like there was no tomorrow. You know, foreign players, you know, just weren't especially at the at the high picks that they were chosen. Just you didn't you didn't choose foreign players that high at that time in the NBA. And he came in and he, you know, so I think that he'd be definitely a good influence on Denny, man, because I think he can kind of give a little swag to Denny because look, Gallinari came in the league, man, and he had a little swag to him. You know, he came in Denver, he was number one option. You know, he came in, he scored, you know, he was talking stuff. You know, he came in and he you can you can honestly say that Gallinari, man, was one of those guys that really laid the blueprint for European players and you know, players from the you know international players to come in and have some swag. 
So I think he would be a great influence on Denny Avia, man, you know, to really tell him, hey, you know, this is where you can be. You know, you can be that number one guy, that, that score. But because um, Gallinari wasn't really a defensive guy, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, Denny's already got a leg up on him on defense. But, you know, if he, I think he would be a great influence. I think that's really what the key with him being on this team is not so much on production, but on him being a leader, really, you know, especially to the European players. I think he'd be a great leader for them going forward. So, yeah, I think it's a move that I would definitely keep him here because uh, you got to ask yourself, how much can you really get for him? I think he'd be great for the culture. He's on an expiring deal. Keep him here. Help with the culture. Help get these guys going. You know, give them, some, you know. So I'm all for the move, man. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, we are going to talk about the top 12 current Wizards. Lord. And then we're also going to talk about Kendrick Nunn and Anthony Gill. They have some interest from some foreign teams to play overseas. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Picking up burgers and hot dogs for a summer barbecue, you know you're already doing it. So why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? It's officially summer, and new season means new clothes. But your closet should be the only thing growing when you make these purchases. Now, you can also watch your cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta. Finally, taking that summer vacation that you've been planning, but dreading buying all the necessities before you take off, it's time to stop spending your hard-earned cash without getting anything in return. Enter Ebotta. Ebotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account, upload your receipt after you shop, and get your cash back. It is that easy. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ebotta. Gluten Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. Ibotta. And thanks for making Locked the Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is we're going to get back into mailbag episodes. So definitely keep shooting us your best, best questions, man. Um, so looking forward to E. Um, real quick before we get into the top 12 list, uh, two Wizards players are reportedly talking to international teams. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, uh, the key acquisition from the Lakers with the Rui Hachimura trade. He is getting interest from the Greek club Olympia Akos. <laughs> Bear with me, y'all. Briaz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Anthony Gill has interest from foreign teams too. So mm-hmm. uh, you think this <laughs> – is it kind of like one of those situations where, uh, where it's kind of like, thank you for your service, bye? Or do you think yeah. that, th- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Appreciate your service, man, but time to roll. So Right. Um, but no, no, to answer the question, and then one more one more thing I'll talk about Gallo is um, he has a lot of familiar with a lot of the staff. So he, he, has, a, he has his own podcast. I didn't know that. Um, but he mentioned that he crossed paths with, uh, with Michael Winger with the Clippers because Gallo played with the Clippers. Will Dawkins in OKC, Wes Unsell Jr. in Denver, and Travis Schlank in Atlanta. And um, so he's he has a really good relationship with uh, assistant coach Joseph Blair. So he's definitely going to be on the roster to start the start the season off. He looks like he gets along well with a lot of people on the roster for sure. But to answer your question, um, yeah, it's just kind of thank you for your services. I hate I really dislike that we traded Rui for a guy that you know was only here for two months or three months and didn't really make much of an impact at all. The return was, was really awful. And uh, I do wish Kendrick none the best. I do think he has some talent, but uh, I, I wish him the best for sure with the Olympias. If he does sign with him and Anthony Gill, I think he's been a, a great story to come from overseas, went to Virginia university for him to start like 
Weston Sooner Jr. started Anthony Gill a couple of games. Like he got some legit minutes and played in the clutch a couple of times too. Weston Sooner Jr. really liked Anthony Gill a lot. And uh, he was a hard worker. I think he got an award for sportsmanship or something, uh, charity work or something like that. Like this guy had a tough work ethic. Corey Kisper talks about how much of a hard worker Anthony Gill is. Not the, mo- not the most skilled guy in the world, world, but he makes up for his skill or, or the talent that he doesn't have from some of the guys who are at the top of the roster with his work ethic and toughness. Uh, and he was a small ball five. Whatever West Oaks Jr. asked him to do, he went up there and did it. Um, so I, I wish him the best if he does go overseas. But I think them just kind of just, – they just have so many guys on the roster where they really need to consolidate. So I don't – I think he most likely will go overseas. I don't know the contract situation. I don't know if they're offering more, him more money. But that <laughs> – that's that's my piece on Anthony Gill. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the cherry on top when it comes to that real Hachimura trade, man. And making you know, it's just for Tommy Shepard, that was the cherry on top. You know, you, the the key acquisition of trading. I'm sorry, you traded for a guy that's not even going to be in the NBA. Thank you. He's going to. He's going to be on a team that went to the Western Conference Finals and just got paid. So it, come it, it on, hurts Tommy. The Tommy, come on. I mean, <laughs> he's not even going to get an NBA contract. He's going overseas, man. I mean. Yeah, it's just it, cherry on top, man. You know, just that's all I got to say. You know, thank you for your service, but it just that is the cherry on top with Tommy Shepard's era, man. You know, the, the trade for a guy who's not even going to be in the league next year. So that says it all in itself. Uh, <laughs> so moving on, man. Um, looking at the top 12, um, that was a top 10 current Washington Wizards put up by mm-hmm. Ball Academy. Um, so I'm going to go through the list real quick. And then um, my question for you is, who would you change in that lineup? So um, starting from the bottom, uh, number 10, they have Mike Muscala. Number nine is Landry Shamet. Number eight is DeLon Wright. Mm-hmm. Number seven is Denny Avia. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Number six, Corey Kispert. Number five, Daniel Gafford. Mm-hmm. Number four, Danilo Gallinari. Number three is Tyus Jones. Two is Kyle Kuzma. And number one is Jordan Poole. So I already know. I- I can already tell where people are gonna have some friction, man. But no, no, uh, no, where, no. what spots? Do you, who you think is rated too high, or you think is rated too low? Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Um, I think Jordan Poole's about right. Jordan Poole and Kuzma is so close, man. They are so close. I do think Jordan Poole has a slight edge only because of what he's done in the playoffs. He had thirty-one points against the Memphis Grizzlies. He had some really big games. But Steph doesn't play. He averaged twenty-five. Um. Heck of a passer. Kuzma, when Bill and, and Porzingis don't play, he plays pretty – he goes off for some big games. He's had a couple 30-point games too, and he's clutch. So, it, oh, man, that's a tough one. But I, I'd i probably go with Jordan Poole. And you look at their contracts too. They're so similar. Like Jordan Poole's making 20 yeah. and then Kuzma's <laughs> making 25. So it's like so close. You can really interchange both. Kuzma didn't really play well in the finals. But he, once again, he did play with Braun and AD where they take a lot of shots. And uh, he was kind of stuck in a corner. <sighs> that one is so tough. And Kuz is such a good rebounder. Poole is such a good passer. But I, I'd probably go with Poole with the slight edge over Kuz. I think Tyus, Tyus probably is the third best player on the team. With Memphis, he's been really good. And when Jaw doesn't play, he's really, really good when Jaw doesn't play. Um, fourth being Gallo, coming off the ACL. That's tough. And the roster isn't great. So we gotta we gotta be honest with that too. This is probably one of the worst rosters in the NBA, to be honest. <laughs> um <laughs> Delon Wright is a guy who's really such a good defender, but man, 
This yeah. this really is a tough one. I probably should have sat down and, and thought about it. I know they didn't put Blau in the top ten because it's so early in his career. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I don't really have anything against that. Um, Johnny Davis didn't make the top ten. I don't really have anything against that at this point, right now. Um, Shamet is nine. I think that's about right because you know he's 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 put up numbers in the playoffs. He's he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, even though we don't really want to see him play this year because we want we rather see the young guys. Um, but yeah, the first three are correct, and then Gallo the being fourth best. That that kind of is right. Gallo's had a good career. He can really score. And then Gafford at five, Kispert at six, and then I do I do have Kispert at, above Denny. I do. I know a lot of people are gonna definitely um, uh, uh, argue me down for that one. Uh, I do agree with that. Delon right at eight. Delon and Denny are so close to me that like, they're both really good defenders. They don't give you much on offense, but they're really good defenders. So there, it's a tie. And then uh, Shamet. I might, I might, oh, Shemet on a playoff team, he might give you more value to the team than what Denny gives you because he can really shoot and uh, he really helped the Suns out in the playoffs. Uh, Mescala at 10 is about right. So I actually kind of, kind of agree with this, with Ball Academy's list, to be honest. I think Corey is about <laughs> six, but really honestly, between Gaff, Corey, and Denny, they're all like rotational role players. Um, and then Gafford, there's some nights where Gafford is bad and then he's good as a pick and roll guy and getting lost, but the hill, then he'll get in foul trouble and, and, you know, drop the drop passes and get pushed around a little bit. So they're both just wildly inconsistent. Corey, Corey's probably the most consistent out of all of them, but man, this it really is throwing darts at the wall with the last part. So I'm going to go, I, I kind of agree with this guy's list where, where you got Gafford. <laughs> Gafford probably has been the most, most decorated out of when Gafford played with Westbrook, he probably is he's he's definitely better than Corey and Denny, yeah, and Delon for sure. He just needs a point guard to really set him up. If he doesn't have a point guard to set him up, then it, then you probably put Corey, you might put Denny above him some nights too. If if Gafford doesn't have a point guard, but when Gafford actually has a point guard out there, yeah, he he probably is better. Than, he you you might be able to say he's better than Gallo if he has a legitimate point guard to set him up, like a Russ or a John Wall or yeah or a um. Ja Moran or somebody like that. Yeah. Looking at the list, man, um, I'm going to put Danilo Gallinari at 10. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, because him coming off the ACL, I don't know what I'm getting from him. And the yeah. list says, the, you know what I'm saying? And it said the current Wizards. Now, yeah, you're going off past, you know, past years. Yeah, I can see him being definitely higher. But I just don't know what to expect, you know, especially with ACL. Now, the ACL in, in basketball, you, you know, is a little better than football because football, man, you know, you need that plant leg, especially as a running back. So, you know, as a basketball player, you're not going to be as explosive, but, you know, he's older. You know, like you said, he's about to turn 35, man. So, um, yeah, I'm going to put him at 10, man. Um, mm-hmm. Mascala at nine because he's kind of a stretch five. Um, Landry at eight. Seven, I'm going to put DeLon. Six, I'm putting Daniel Gafford. I like Daniel Gafford, man, but – um, skill wise, he's you know, he's kind of developing a mid range, but he's kind of one dimensional. You know, he's a, he's a rim protector, but you know, like you said, he needs a point guard that's going to kind of spoon feed him, like Martian Gordside. Mm. I still laugh when John Wall said about him spoon feeding him, but um, <laughs> you know, he, he's his game is advent, you know, expanding, it's just not there yet, man. You know, and I like to say, Gaff is solid at center, man, but he just he's he's one dimensional. Um, let's see, uh, I'm gonna put Kispert. Then Denny, Tyus Kuzma, Poole. 
And the reason I put uh, Denny above Kisper is because of defense. Because uh, right now the defense is just more a com- uh, of a commodity right now in the NBA than, you know, it's just, you know, if you look at Marcus Smart, you know, they traded him for two first rounders, man. So, and then the list goes on when it comes to defenders, you know, um, Gobert. Uh, what was it? Four or five first rounders for Gobert? I mean, defense is at a premium right now. So that's why I'm putting them up there. But, yeah, it, it's it's tricky with that top three, man, because Jordan Poole and Kuzma, they're right there. You know, you know, efficiency, they're kind of the same, you know, as far as shots, uh, the play style. And the only thing that separates them, obviously, you know, uh, uh, Kuzma's taller. Um, but and then Kuzma is a little more polished on the defensive end than Poole. But, yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, definitely Poole, Kuzma, Jones. What did I say? I said uh, <laughs> Denny, Kispert, Gafford, DeLon, Shamet, Mascala, and Gallinari. So that, that's what I'm rolling with. Okay. Um. Hopefully, Bilal definitely cracks the top ten before the season starts. Maybe you could put him above Mascala and uh, maybe Shamet as the top ten guys by the end of the season. Um, Gallo at ten because you don't know what he's gonna get what he's gonna give you because of ACL. That makes sense, but I think he's gonna come in and still be a, a good shooter and a good scorer. I do have Kispert above Denny, not by much because it's just consistency. Um, Denny's just wildly inconsistent at times. Like he'll have a turbo game, and then you just don't know what he's doing out there. Some games where he can struggles to make a, make a, make a layup here and there. So it, it it is tough. Gafford, you put him down to what eight, right, or six? Uh, I believe it was six. Yeah, yeah. So because some Gafford's wildly inconsistent too. Like some nights he'll give you a double double. Yeah, where he's dunking on people, and then some <laughs> nights he'll foul out in the first three quarters, and yeah. you know he'll have some kind of weird injury and, you know, not come back in the game or set an illegal screen, set two illegal screens, and the next thing you know, he's on the bench. Or um, he's just getting pushed around or he'll fumble the ball. So they're, they're all just so wildly inconsistent. Um, but DeLon, man, some nights I'll move him up too because his defensive impact is so strong where he could be a top five wizard. Last last year he was top – he was the best defender on the team. So he, he definitely could be in that top five some nights. So, um, but yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting debate, you know, um, Mescala 10, 11, you could, you could, you could probably put him like 10 or 11 around that too. So I do agree with it with ball Academy on that. Um, but yeah, the, the first three are, are definitely shoe-ins with pool coups and Tyus, um, you know, Tyus stones, Tyus is clutch too. So, yeah. but yeah, um, Corey being a 50, 40, 90 guy almost for me. So I definitely got to put him in, in the top, top six or top five. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, it's a tricky, mm-hmm. tricky list, man, because you said, you know, this, this roster is not the most sexy rosters in the NBA, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate Johnny doesn't crack the top 10, but a lot of Tommy Shepard's picks are kind of just that rotational role yeah. player tier. That's just, you know, what they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Many words explain Tommy, man. But yeah, you're you're about. <laughs> but you know, like you said, it just say looks at you know looking at the list, man. Just says that we have a really young roster, man, and mm-hmm. a really you know a roster really needs to prove itself. But you know, Kispert talking about Kispert and Denny, man, why they should be higher on the list. I agree. You know, Kispert. Can you imagine Kispert if he could play above average defense? I mean, he mm-hmm. man, and you know, that shot, man, and, and and his ability to cut, man, he. He's intriguing, man. And they use the first shot. Because <laughs> I think they made it a drinking game, man. Every time I say I'm intrigued, uh, then there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your first shot, man. But <laughs> but no, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be something to see, man. Because this is a young roster, but 
you know, it's a very hungry roster, man. People trying mm-hmm. to show themselves. You know, Jordan Poole, just all that mess with Draymond. He's coming in the season with a chip. Same thing with Kuzma. You know, look, Kuzma, people, a lot of people don't realize, man, the players hear the pulse of the fan base. You know, I mean, I, you know, I know there's players like Kevin Durant are famous for, like, you know, indulging too much into Twitter. But, you know, it's just, you know, X. players, they – Oh, yeah, X now, you see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting used to the man X. But, you know, I mean, they 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 look at social media, man. You know, and a lot of people, you know, it's been hot and cold about Kuzma coming back. I think he's going to have a little chip on his shoulder, you know, to, pr- to prove that he has some worth in his team. Because you can't put a prize on leadership, man. You know, and that's why it goes back to Gallinari is that I think his biggest key to this team is leadership, you know, especially to foreign-born players. Because, you know, look, there's an adjustment coming over in the NBA. If you got a guy who played at a high level in the NBA for so many years and knows how to make that transition, you know, because I, mean, I, I forget what interview it was not too long ago that Denny had, man. But he said the biggest thing with him in his first couple of years was being homesick and, you know, not really having a lot of guys who are, you know, uh, I, I don't know why I say European, but a lot of people um, compared like Israel to European because of the culture is a European culture. But um, it's just, you know, having a guy on there who knows how to handle that is is a big key. So, yeah, um, is the list is what it is. But <laughs> mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, we're going to go ahead and call it. Definitely appreciate you guys. Um, definitely comment below and let us know what would you change? Who who's too high, who's too low? Definitely let us know because dialogue is key on this channel, man. So <laughs> definitely let us know. Like, subscribe, comment below again. Anywhere you get your podcast, definitely a five-star review is much appreciated. Thank you for making Locked Up Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. We're gonna do a mailbag episode. And on Thursday, we have former host of Locked On Wizards. Dealante Daniel. So definitely tune in for that one because that's gonna be a good one. So definitely tune in. So again, appreciate everybody, man. Um, everybody have a good day. Hail to the wizards and peace. See y'all later.